Welcome to the shores of Rambling Harbor. I'm Dan Sanders. Rambling Harbor, Rambling Harbor, a very tiny place in a very big ocean. You won't find it on the map, but it's there. I'm Dan, and this is the uh, 24th day of May, the 24th day of the fifth month in the year 2020. And this is my 85th day in isolation. I started on February 29th, not because of the virus, but because it was still wintertime in New England, which tends to keep me in anyway. But uh, also uh, because um, I don't have a car. By choice, pretty much. My uh, old car died, and I'm hoping that it's somewhere being a wonderful little Maytag or something somewhere. But uh, I did begin on February 29th. Easy for me to remember because uh, it was leap year. February 29th only happens every four years, so I will probably be able to remember that particular date. And it's actually going pretty well for me. I have been out one time. Well, I, I, let, me, let me back up just for a second. I need some backup sound effects, but I don't have any. I don't have any sound effects right now, except for maybe some foghorns that I'm still <laughs> working on. But um, uh, February 29th, I, I, I do go out. I, I've been out for a couple of walks. But as far as like going out and kicking up my heels or whatever, it uh, just isn't something I do anyway. As I uh, said on Facebook uh, a few days ago, um, and this is an exact quote from me, I said, to a true hermit, social distancing is a party. And in many degrees, that's true. So let's start with a little history. And I'm talking about not music history this time, or at least right now, but a little music history. On May 24th, in the fine old year of 1626, Peter Minuet, well, he bought the island of Manhattan from the Lepinope Indians. Lenape Indians, I guess is the way you would pronounce that. And unlike uh, what we've been told, it was not for trinkets. He actually gave them a lot of useful goods like cloth, kettles, axe heads, and drilling owls. Uh, about 60 uh, silver Dutch guilders is what the amount was worth. If you translate that into today's dollars, it's about $1,000 today, which a lot of money back then. So now we move on. I had to mention that because, you see, I grew up on Staten Island. From around the fifth grade through my first couple of years of college, uh, I lived on Staten Island, known as, or at least known to me as, the reluctant borough of Manhattan. So there you have that and why I needed to mention that when mostly what I talk about here is uh, music. And here's something coming in the future. Put this on your calendar, especially if you're from Boston, but you can catch it anywhere from coast to coast and border to border. On Friday, May 29th, at 6 p.m., at 6 p.m. Boston time, the lights will come on at the old ballpark. That's right, Fenway. And it's not the Red Sox that are going to be playing. It's going to be the Dropkick Murphys. That's right. The Dropkick Murphys are going to be streaming live, and they've got a very special guest. Their very special guest is Bruce Springsteen. 
And here's what the Murphys have to say about that. They say, we'll be streaming out to you a free, full, electric, live stream performance from the hallowed grounds of Fenway Park in Boston. That's right. They say they're going to make sure this is a night to remember. And our friends Bruce Springsteen will be joining us remotely for a Fenway double play. They say we'll play together, one of ours and one of his. Once again, that date is uh, May 29th at 6 p.m. streaming out of Fenway. Got a uh, sad note to report from May 18th. Ken Osmond. That name sound familiar to you? Ken Osmond played Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Beaver. Ken Osmond passed away on May 18th. He was 76 years old. And uh, as a friend of mine uh, said, somebody like Ken Osmond and the character of Eddie Haskell, that's a point in time. Not just for the older people, but for younger people. It'll never be forgotten. That's a point in time that uh, will live forever. Here's something that caught my eye as, as being amazed. Remember Red Skelton, or do you know who Red Skelton was? He once shared a stage with Mick Jagger. That's right. Uh, what happened was uh, he actually, uh, he was vaudevillian. As you may remember, he was famous for his Pratt Falls and, and, and vaudevillian and television. Uh, he actually introduced the Stones to the American public in 1964 in his variety show, The Red Skelton Hour. That's right. So how about them apples, huh? I would have. I never knew that, and probably would have never thought that Red Skelton and the Rolling Stones would have ever had anything to do on any stage together ever. And you know, a lot of performers are doing a lot of things from home these days, called "From My Room" or "From My Home" or this or that. And the latest one to catch my eye, Richard Marks. I'm not what I would call a big Richard Marks fan, but he has an installment of uh, "In My Room." And he does have a song that I've always liked from his uh, 1987 self-titled debut, Endless Summer Nights. And of course, I'm a big summer fan, and something about Endless Summer Nights, of course, would appeal to me. Brian Wilson has shared a cover of the song God Only Knows from Crowded House frontman Neil Finn, According to Wilson, the Melbourne singer and instrumentalist first recorded vocals of himself singing the Beach Boys classic while out on a walk, you know, just out whistling and singing to himself. And then he went home and he taped a full piano version uh, during quarantine. Some rock and roll history. May 18, 1964, the Rolling Stones... A riot broke out in Hamilton, Scotland during a Rolling Stones UK tour when over 4,000 fans with forged tickets gate-crashed the band's gig at uh, Shattergill Hotel. A ticket to the first Rolling Stones gig, by the way, at the Marquee Club in London cost four shillings. In 1962, that was about six dollars in today's money. Six dollars for a Rolling... My friend Ellen actually has the uh, stones, you know, the tongue thing and everything tattooed on her arm. 
Uh, so she's a big Rolling Stones fan. Imagine seeing the Stones, Ellen, for uh, even the equivalent of, of $6. Yeah, mm-hmm, not going to happen these days. May 18th, 1966, Bob Dylan and Robbie Robinson. Uh, Robinson, of course, from the band, they were filmed singing several songs in a hotel room in Glasgow, Scotland. And the footage uh, turning up in the film, uh, Eat the Document, was the uh, film. And the film was originally commissioned for the ABC television series Stage 66. But apparently uh, Bob Dylan got a hold of it, did his own editing of the film, and so ABC rejected it as incomprehensible for a mainstream audience. That's Dylan for you. We've got more Dylan news coming up here, too. Today is the 24th. Ring a bell when it comes to Dylan. 1967, the Beatles were selected to represent the UK for the first ever global-wide satellite broadcast. That was on May 18th, 1967. And John Lennon wrote for the broadcast, All You Need Is Love. And that was thought to sum up the uh, summer of love, 1967. And the satellite broadcast being uh, produced to many non-English-speaking countries the BBC asked the Beatles to keep it simple. On May 18, 1967, Pink Floyd started recording their forthcoming single, See Emily Play. Now, what's significant about that in my head? Emily was a real person. Emily was a, a groupie. She was a, a, a moon-eyed, looning about groupie early in Pink Floyd's uh, career. She's now apparently a, a, a famous uh, sculptor. Uh, guitarist David Gilmore, playing gigs in France with his own band in that period, visited Floyd in the studio during a trip to London, and they, they did this together. And that was on May 18th, 1967. Remember the streak? Anybody go streaking? or Do we have any streakers out there? Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens started a three-week run at uh, number one on the U.S. singles charts with the song the streak. I don't think we need to streak anymore, do you? Nah, I don't think so. 2011, May 18th, 2011, the Beatles' John Lennon's handwritten lyrics for the 1967 Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It was sold in 2011 for the wee sum of $237,132. dollars $237,132. I don't know what kind of handwriting John had. I wonder if you could even read what he wrote there. A couple of notable birthdays from May 18th, 1912, Perry Como, 1942, Albert Hammond. You may remember Albert's uh, number five single, It Never Rains in Southern California. May 18th, 1952, George Strait. George Strait, uh, when I worked in, in country radio at WDLW in Boston, uh, the fem one of the female broadcasters there had, had the uh, hots, I guess you would call it, for George Strait. His 1992 album, Pure Country, spent 40 weeks on the U.S. charts. He has the second most number one country hits among any artist in musical history, totaling 53 number one hit songs. Only Conway Twitty has more with 55. Uh, Strait has sold more than 100 million records worldwide. I mean, 100 million records. 
even at a dollar a record, holy mother of of money. <laughs> that moves us to May 19th. Some things that caught my eye in music history for May 19th. In 1958, Bobby Darin's single Splash Splash was a take in a bath. Splash Splash was released as the first eight-track mastered recording pressed to a plastic 45 RPM disc. Now imagine that. They took the eight-track and they put it onto a 45 RPM disc on May 19, 1958. In 1960, May 19, 1960, the Drifters scored with Save the Last Dance for Me. 61, the Everly Brothers launched their own record label. In 65, FBI agents visited Wand Records investigating the lyrics to the song Louie Louie by the Kingsman. 1973, Paul Simon released Kodachrome. 1975, the Eagles released the single One of These Nights. And in 1975, Elton John's Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy album was released. It was the first album to be certified a million seller on its first day of release. That was on May 19, 1975. In 1976, Keith Richards crashed his car in Newton Pagnell, England. He was later charged with possession of cocaine and marijuana that was found in his car. He's an amazing person, isn't he? Born on May 19, 1941, director, producer, screenwriter, novelist, journalist, Nora Ephron. A quote that I have always liked, love is the wrong word when you hear the quote, but I've always liked this quote from her, and it's about death. She says, death is a sniper. It strikes people you love, people you like, people you know. It's everywhere. You could be next. But then you turn out not to be. But then again, you could be. A few more birthdays from the 19th day of May. Pete Townsend, born in 1945. Uh, Dusty Hill in 1949. Uh, Dusty Hill of uh, CZ Top. Grace Jones in 1952. And Pete Townsend in 1945 which brings us up to the day of May 20th. May 20th, 1966, Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey grew tired of waiting for John Entwistle and Keith Moon to arrive for their gig at the Ricky Ticky Club in Windsor, England. So they took to the stage with the bass player and drummer of the local band that opened the show. When Moon and Entwistle finally arrived in the middle of the set, a fight broke out with Townsend hitting Moon on the head with his guitar. <laughs> Moon and Entwistle quit the band, but they rejoined a week later. Ah, the good old days of rock and roll. May 20th, 1966, Bob Dylan and the band played at the ABC Theater in Edinburgh, Scotland. What's uh, interesting about this, uh, Dylan, when he went from being just the acoustic folky that he had been loved as he went electric as many of us know and what happened at this gig in uh, Edinburgh Scotland some members of the audience were very unhappy with Dylan's going electric and they attempted to overpower the band by playing their own harmonicas 
Ah, and the rest is history, as they say. 1969, Peter Cetera, while watching a baseball game in Dodger Stadium in L.A., Peter Cetera of Chicago was set upon by four Marines. I remember this. There's a lot of things about 1969 that maybe I don't remember as far as music goes or when it happened. I'm horrible with dates. I'm writing this book, I think. I think I'm writing a book. People say I should write a book, so I'm doing some kind of effort at writing a book. And what's driving me the craziest of all is remembering when I did what and where I was at when I did it. But uh, this I do remember. In 1969, Peter Sedera, he was at a ball game at Dodger Stadium, and a bunch of Marines didn't like the length of his hair, so they broke his jaw, resulting in the singer spending two days in intensive care. Yeah, simplify my ass. 1970, The Beatles, Let It Be, the final feature film involving The Beatles, was premiered simultaneously in London and Liverpool a week after the film's U.S. release. That was in 1970. And 2013, May 20th, 2013, Ray Manzarek, keyboard player and founder, member of The Doors, died at age 74. May 20th, birthdays, 1946, Cher. And that was the only one I came across on May 20th of, uh, that caught my eye. What I do here is if it catches my eye, I throw it down here and talk about it. If it doesn't catch my eye, I don't throw it down here and don't talk about it. So the only birthday of note uh, of May uh, 20th, 1946, was Cher. Of course, uh, part of the husband-wife duo of Sonny and Cher. Some of the hits you may remember, 1965, I Got You, Babe. Uh, Cher became a television personality in the 70s with her shows, The Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour, which was watched by over 30 million viewers weekly during its three-year run. And that brings us up to May 21st, 1955. Chuck Berry recorded Maybelline, the song adopted from, uh, in part from the Western swing fiddle tune Ida Red. It's said to be one of the first rock and roll songs. That's what caught my eye about this. May 21st, 1955, Chuck Berry's Maybelline is believed to be one of the first rock and roll songs. And, of course, the track became Berry's debut single, uh, and it was released in July of that year, and it peaked at number five on the U.S. charts. In uh, 1966, May 21st, 1966, the Castiles, with Bruce Springsteen on vocals, appeared at Freehold Regional High School in New Jersey. They were performing at their own high school for the very first time. All five members of the band were juniors at Freehold High School, May 21st, 1966. May 21st, 1970, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young released the protest song, Ohio, written and composed by Neil Young in reaction to the Kent State shootings of May 4th, 1970. And we all know about that, when unarmed college students were shot by the Ohio National Guard. The guardsmen actually fired 67 rounds over a period of 13 seconds. 67 rounds over a period of 13 seconds, killing four students and wounding nine others, one of whom suffered permanent paralysis. That was on May 21st, 1970, that the song came out. It was uh, 17, 
days after the actual shooting. And I was actually uh, planning on being there at one point. I knew that they were going to have this demonstration at, uh, at Kent State. And I was planning on being there, but by a simple uh, twist of fate, I was not. May 21st, 1977, Rod Stewart was number one in the uh, UK singles uh, with a double-sided single, I Don't Want to Talk About It, and First Cut is the Deepest. May 21st, 1983, David Bowie went to number one in the US singles charts with Less Dance, and that featured uh, blues guitarist Stevie Ray Vaughan, little known fact perhaps. It was Bowie's first single to reach number one on both sides of the Atlantic. In 1988, May 21st, Prince scored his first UK number one single with Love Sexy. The cover, based on a photo by Jean Baptiste Mondino, caused some controversy upon release as it depicts Prince in the nude. And I could have lived without ever seeing that, to tell you the truth. Some record stores actually refused to stock it, or wrapped the, uh, or they wrapped the uh, album in black. 2011, May 21st, 2011, Adele went to number one on the U.S. singles charts with Rolling in the Deep, taken from her studio album, 21. And on May 21st, 2011, Bob Dylan came out on top as both the most inspirational individual for poets and the dream collaborative partner in a survey carried out by the Foil Poetry Society. And... uh, The extensive survey questioned poets asking which musician and which genre of music most inspired their writing. The young people aged between 11 and 17, now this is in 2011, their ages were between 11 and 17 from countries throughout the world, also voted for the artists such as uh, Regina Spector, David Bowie, Florence and the Machine, Leonard Cohen, Morrissey, and Pete Doherty, but Bob Dylan was the most voted for in that uh, inspirational category. May 21st birthdays. This caught my eye, and you'll see why in a minute. Well, first of all, it's Fats Waller. But he was born on May 21st, 1904. And what caught my eye most about this that I never knew, in 1926, Waller was kidnapped at gunpoint in Chicago and he was driven to a club owned by gangster Al Capone. Inside the club, he was ordered to perform at what turned out to be a surprise birthday party for the gangster. Imagine that. Wow. I guess it's easy to say that Capone was a big fan of Fats Waller. Waller died on December 15th in 1943. May 21st, 1943, John Dalton, bass guitarist, best known as a member of the Kinks from 1966 to 1969, and in 1976, played on the 67 UK number two single, Waterloo Sunset. He was born on May 21st, 1943. May 21st, 1955, Stan Lynch, the original drummer for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, was born. And also on May 21st, 1972, American rapper, the notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. Christopher G. Wallace, 
His had a number one single with Hypnotized. He was gunned down. Remember this? I remember this. He was gunned down on the streets in Los Angeles on the 9th of March, 1997. He was only 24 years old. May 22nd, 1958. Jerry, I don't remember this. Jerry Lee Lewis arrived at London's Heathrow Airport to begin his first British tour. He brought along his new bride, 14-year-old third cousin Myra. Although advertised not to mention it, Lewis answered all questions about his private life. The public shock over Lewis's marriage marks the start of a controversy leading to his British tour being canceled after three of the scheduled 37 performances. Yeah, I, I, the movie uh, brings that out too. Uh, a lot of things bother me about that that I won't go into right now, but... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I just, yeah, this idea of marrying your cousins just—I don't know—kind of rubs me the wrong way. And so, moving along, May twenty-second, nineteen seventy-one, the Rolling Stones album *Sticky Fingers* started a four-week run at number one on U.S. charts. In two thousand and five, Dave Matthews, the Dave Matthews Band, were at number one on U.S. charts with *Stand Up*. And that brings us up to May 23rd. Some birthdays for May 23rd. Bernie Toppin. Of course, you know who Bernie is. Uh, English lyricist, poet, and singer, and Elton John's longtime songwriting partner. Uh, he was uh, born on May 22nd, 1950. Uh, Toppard, uh, the way he, he got to know uh, John, Elton John, uh, Toppin, uh answered an advertisement placed in the UK music paper, New Musical Express by Liberty Records, a company that was seeking new songwriters. And Elton John responded to the advertisement, and the pair were brought together, and the rest is history. Other birthdays for May 23rd, Joan Collins, Drew Carey, and Rosemary Clooney, which brings us up to May 24th, which is today. May 24th, the 24th day of the fifth month of the year 2020. On May 24th, 1962, Elvis Presley was at number one on the UK singles charts with Good Luck Charm. That was his 11th UK number one single. In uh, 1968, the Rolling Stones released the single Jumpin' Jack Flash. Now, here's uh, something I never knew about this particular song. It was released on May 24th, 1968, Jumpin' Jack Flash. In the UK, the track gave them the seventh UK number one hit. Keith Richards uh, says that he and Jagger wrote the lyrics while staying at Richards' country house. Seems they were awoken by one morning by the sound of gardener Jack Dyer walking past the window. When Jagger asked what the noise was, Richard responded, oh, that's Jack. That's Jumpin' Jack. And there you have it, Jumpin' Jack Flash. How to get a hit, huh? May 24th, 1969, Bob Dylan's album, Nashville Skyline, peaked at number three in the U.S. charts. It was the singer's ninth album. It also scored Dylan's fourth U.K. number one. The album featured the song Lay Lady Lay, which became one of Dylan's biggest pop hits, reaching number seven in the U.S., his biggest single in three years. May 24th is also Robert Zimmerman's birthday. That's right, Bob Dylan. 
He's been a part of my life ever since I can remember, to tell you the truth. Born on May 24th, 1941, Bob Dylan. Uh... He's released over 40 albums since 1964. And maybe this is something that all you Beatles fans don't know, but he was a big influence on the Beatles. Happy birthday, Mr. Dylan, Bob Dylan, born on May 24th, 1941. Also born on May 24th in 1947, Cynthia Plaster Caster. Do you know who Cynthia Plaster caster was well she was a groupie and she became famous for making plaster cast of rock stars penises and breast clients included Jimi hendrix and members from mc5 television the kinks and various road managers ah cynthia may 24th 1955 born on may 24th 1955 uh Roseanne Cash, the eldest daughter of country music uh, icon, of course, Johnny Cash, and his first wife, Vivian Liberto Cash Diston. Other birthdays from May 24th, Priscilla Presley, 1945, and Tommy Chong. Long live the smoke. Tommy Chong, born on May 24th, 1938. And that, friends, lovers, and others, wraps it up for this week. For the 24th day of May, 2020, from the shores of Rambling Harbor, that little place in the big ocean. Until next time, have a good time, and we'll get together next time and do it all over again. And until we do, I'll see you on the other side of midnight.